Hi! Welcome to Obsessions of a Millennial Drama Queen, where every week a guest and I work our way through the alphabet talking about things we are obsessed with. I'm Adam Dalton-Blake, and this week my friend Laurel Balkanoff and I are talking about how P is for pants and the sisterhood of traveling in them. We chatted about the intense rules of the pants, Laurel's dream summer involving llamas, and which characters are our astrological signs. Make sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram at omdqpod, that's omdqpod, and let us know in the comments what you're obsessed with. Also, feel free to leave us a rating and review on anywhere you get your podcasts. It really helps us out. Enjoy the show! Hi, Laurel! Hi, Adam! How are you doing? Good. I'm excited. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I was scouring my wardrobe today to try to find some sort of like jean top. Um, and I felt mm. weird wearing like a jean jacket. So I went with some some overalls today. That that was smart. I should have found my sisterhood pants to wear. I know. We all have our sisterhood of the traveling <laughs> pants. We all have our own version, yeah. uh, which we will get into. Um, but before we start our little conversation, I always like to ask our guests if they remember how we know each other. Um, Laurel, do you remember how we met? We fell in love. We did fall in love almost <laughs> immediately. Almost immediately. <laughs> no, um, I do remember, I think it was at Dan's house, backyard. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the event. It was some backyard thing. And I remember mm-hmm. you had a lot of questions and you asked me... <laughs> all these questions <laughs> and i answered them and then yes. we, and then we fell in love and then yes that what i'm learning from interviewing all of my friends on here <laughs> is that i met everyone at dan and james's place either in the backyard or like in their <laughs> apartment and it was always just me bombarding them with questions yeah um Mostly about their hair. And I do remember asking you about your beautiful, beautiful hair. Because at the time, you had some lovely bangs. And I was like, oh, I need to talk to the girl with the bangs. And then, Uh yeah, we just immediately fell in love. Yeah, we fell in love. I remember that. Yeah. But yeah, it's always like, I I couldn't tell you what specific party or event. Because they threw so many. They did. They were just the social... social venue of of bushwick was dan and james <laughs> i know they were the epicenter of the friend group, that's yeah. for sure yeah, um and so uh getting into what we're talking about today so we're talking about the letter p and how it's for pants and the sisterhood of traveling in them mm-hmm. so obviously this is a reference to the sisterhood of the traveling pants which is a movie a book an empire a way mm-hmm. of life mm-hmm. um and I just want to know, um, what was your like first exposure to this entity of the Sister of the Traveling Pants? So I definitely remember watching the movie when it came out. Mm-hmm. I I was like in high school, end of high school time. I remember enjoying it. I never got into the books, but I learned from preparing for this podcast that there are four <laughs> books. So there are there's four parts to the whole story, uh, which actually really surprised me. I didn't realize mm. we, you could talk about traveling pants for four books, but uh, <laughs> you can. Yes. yes you uh, can. So, yeah, I would say like I was in high school for sure, mm-hmm. and then 
Yeah, you know, it's like one of those show those movies that sticks with you. So like even if you've mm. only seen it once or twice, like it's somehow you just know what that everything that goes on, you remember the characters. So rewatching again honestly brought up so many emotions and feelings and I'm excited to just talk about it. It's definitely like the, the like one of those coming of age movies um that's just really lovely and Mm -hmm. what i think is the strength of the movie is that you have four um very distinct actresses kind of Mm -hmm. in the early stages of their career um really bringing these stories to life and they're all like kind of interesting stories where like if you're not so much resonating with one you can go like figure out the other one that you resonate with more my first Mm -hmm. exposure i think was um, I think my first exposure was the books because I remember um, I was in middle school at the time, Laurel. And I, I just remember seeing this like um, uh, pastel green book with a pant on it. And I was like mm-hmm. judging a book by its cover. And I was like, ooh, what's this with this like silly <laughs> little font and this pair of pants? I wear pants. I wear jeans. And mm-hmm. I love this like this little like um, – faded pastel green color um so i started reading the book just because of that so the whole Mm -hmm. you don't judge a book by its cover i agree with it in regards to people but in regards to books totally judge a book by its cover oh yeah yeah oh yeah i go to barnes and noble to look at the books yeah look at the cute books (laughs) i mean that's what the scholastic book fair was right it was whatever book was cutest (laughs) Yeah. yeah yeah and then i read the book um and then maybe like a year or so after the movie came out, I just fell in love with it. I fell in love with it. So I, I think my main draw to it, which will come to no surprise to anyone who knows me, was seeing Blake Lively run in slow motion with her blonde hair everywhere. And I was like, I want to be that girl. I want mm-hmm. to be her. I don't play sports. I don't have blonde hair. I'm not Mm -hmm. nearly as thin and tall as she is. But oh Mm -hmm. my God, did I want to be Bridget so badly. Which was kind of the whole plot of her um, her character, which we will um, get into. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. But why did you you love it? Why why is it stuck with you? So I think it's like, it's a different kind of love story where it's Mm -hmm. like a friendship love story. And I think like, female friendship is like my favorite thing in the world Mm -hmm. and I think that's why I really gravitated for it because I was like yes my friends are my life I am going to be their sisters and we're all going to share pants so yes (laughs) yeah yeah it, it was a really nice refreshing little take on um yeah you're you're right like this like this um, type of story because you didn't really see a lot of all female coming of age friendship stories. It was a mm-hmm. lot of, especially during that time, I feel like it was just the start of right. the whole Nicholas Sparks trend. Like, yes. remember that era of like uh-huh. your dear Johns, your, um, <laughs> yeah. your, uh, uh, all I can think of is like letters to Juliet. The notebook was one of them. The notebook. Yeah. It was like, tr- like all this like love, true love, young yeah. love. And right. this was really just, just four girls kind of lifting each other up um, and having their own story. Um, yeah. Which 
have we seen that again? Have we seen in recent years like a um girls come together and form a sisterhood? I know there's like obviously like female coming of age movies, but I'm wondering right. if there's like an ensemble like this in a way. Honestly, like I don't think so. I mean, like they had each other's back through and through. They you know, they went to the wedding, they would do anything for each other when that mm-hmm. like doesn't really you don't see that. It's mostly like, yes, we're friends. Let's like meet up and talk. But then like, you know, there's not that sense of dedication to the friendship like that. Yeah. Yeah. And so speaking of that friendship, should we dive into like a little bit of a brief synopsis? Yes. Yes. Okay. So the plot of this movie and this uh, book, uh, but I feel like we're mainly going to talk about the movie, um, is that there are three girls. Um, they are Lena, Bridget, Carmen, and Tibby. And they are in high school, I believe. And they are um, going, they're going their separate ways for like their own individual summer adventures. And um, the characters, so we have Lena, played by Alexis Bledel, who I believe was like the star, like in the movie mm-hmm. when it first came out. She had like she had done Gilmore Girls, um, and this yeah. is kind of like her first big movie role. Um, she's an artist, you know, classic Alexis Bledel being an artist who um, goes to Greece to live with her family, like her mm-hmm. extended family, like her grandma, grandpa, because she's so Greek, Alexis Bledel. Um, yes. And then she she falls in love with this man named Kostas who is essentially like a Romeo and Juliet situation where it's like, he's from like a rival family um, because of like his years of history, even though he's actually not done anything wrong. So (laughs) she, she kind of, I feel like um, carries the weight of like the romantic storyline in this, um, in this movie. And then there's Bridget who's played by Blake Lively, which I believe this is Blake Lively's first uh, film role. Um, it is. I will say it, it is Blake Lively pre nose job, um, which is really fun to see. She's still as beautiful as ever. Yeah, gorgeous. Um, go- like absolutely gorgeous, which is like <laughs> in her character. So she's yeah. kind of like the girl that succeeds at like everything that she does, and specifically at soccer. Um, so mm-hmm. she is at soccer camp. Um, but kind of a through line with that is that Bridget has grown up. Um, without her mother. Um, and so it's kind of this story about how does she navigate um, becoming a woman, going through puberty, thinking about sex, all of these things, without having that female presence in her life, which mm-hmm. we learn it becomes her sisterhood. Um, and then there's Carmen, played by America Ferreira, who I think also was um, the other star of this movie, because she had done like I believe she had done Ugly Betty already. Um, yeah. And yeah, so she was um, she was the other kind of name here. And so she is um, spending the summer with her dad, who um, her, her parents are divorced. And so she gets to spend the summer with her dad. And she thinks it's going to be like this fun little thing where they get to all hang out. But turns out his dad, her dad didn't communicate that he is seeing this other woman. Uh a very waspy family and they're getting married. So she's kind of dealing with that. And that kind of becomes a fish out of water story of how does America Ferreira's Carmen, this Latina woman fit into this waspy existence. Mm-hmm. And then the last one is Tibby played by Amber Tamblin, 
who um, is working at a convenience store, basically like a Walmart, uh, no, Walgreens, but it's like an off-brand Walgreens. Yeah, it's uh, it's like Walford or something. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's like how in like iCarly, the apple on the computer is like a pear. A pear. It's like very yeah. that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So she's working at the convenience store, but she's a f- filmmaker. So she's making a documentary about it. And she, I believe she calls it a suckumentary because um, mm-hmm. it sucks so much. Um, <laughs> and then, but while at the convenience store, she meets a girl named Bailey who's passed out in the middle of an aisle. And we learned that she has leukemia. And so it kind of becomes um, this friendship story between Amber and this younger girl, Bailey, and they're kind of making their movie together um, and kind of all about the um, all about like the journey of them together and Bailey's leukemia kind of taking over. So that's okay. kind of like where they go. And then to tie it all together, do you want to explain the pants and how the pants play into all this, Laurel? Yeah. So it's their first summer away from each other and Mm -hmm. they are like how are we going to stay connected and you know it's before they end up all going their separate ways and having their summer adventures and they're just going you know to shopping they go to this thrift store Mm -hmm. and they're uh you know they're all shopping for their different things and they're teasing uh lena for like she's not gonna wear a bikini or any whatever and then they see these pair of jeans and I think it's Blake Lively who is like to be put on these jeans. And so anyways, they all have a turn trying on the jeans and they all look phenomenal in these pair of jeans. And they're like, wow, these jeans have magic. So they Mm -hmm. go to where all their mothers meet, which is in the prenatal yoga studio. Um, And they have like a little moment together. (laughs) Yeah. They, you know, have the candles lit and they all agree on like rules of like, okay, we're each going to have a week with these pants and this is how we're going to stay connected. And during that week, like before you send it to the next person, you have to write what exciting happened while wearing these jeans. And then they have to like, of course, as anyone does, you have to make rules of how you wear the pants. So no washing. Of course you should Oh never... my god, should, should we go through all of I I have all of the rules here. Do you <laughs> okay. want to quickly go through them? Yeah, let's okay, see great. If I can remember. Okay, no washing the jeans. Yes, first rule is you must never wash the pants. And of course pants is capitalized. You must never wash <laughs> wash the pants. <laughs> never wash the pants. Never cuff the pants. Yes, good job Laurel too. You must <laughs> never double cuff the pants. It's tacky. They will <laughs> There, th- there will never be a time when this will not be tacky, which is not true because <laughs> that was differ. like the style. That was the style. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like pretty sure my pants are cuffed right now. So <laughs> Yes, exactly. Exactly. Amazing. <laughs> um, three, you can't call yourself fat in them or like insult yes. yourself while wearing them. Yes, three. You must never say the word fat while wearing the pants. You must also yes. never think to yourself, I am fat while wearing the pants, which is great. Yes. I'm into yeah, that. Yeah, I love that. I'm into yeah. it as well. Yeah. Four, no one else can put them on for you. <laughs> you <laughs> have to be the one putting the pants on. Yes, Laurel, I'm obsessed with you know all this. Yes, four <laughs> is you must never let a boy take off the pants, although you may take them off in his presence. 
I didn't. I forgot about the asterisk. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, I, I don't know. I for how many are there in total? There are ten rules. Oh, there's ten. Okay. Well, the next one that's in my brain is pants equals love. Yes. So I'm not sure if it's a rule, but that was a part of it. Yes, that. that is the tenth rule. The tenth rule is remember: <laughs> pants equal love. Love your pals, love yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Which is great. Which is great. But backtracking, we have five, which is a, I feel like a very powerful rule. You -hmm. must not pick your nose while wearing the pants. You may, (laughs) however, scratch casually at your nostril while really kind of picking. Yeah. 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 Which, you know, that's fair. Yeah. Um, number six is um, just kind of like how how the pants work. It says, upon our reunion, you must follow the proper procedure for documenting your time in the pants. On the left leg of the pants, you write the most exciting place you have been while wearing the pants. And on the right leg of the pants, you write the most important thing that happened to you while wearing the pants. So kind of like a what and where situation. Yeah. Okay. Love it. Great. Um, number seven, you must write your sisters throughout the summer, no matter how f- how much fun you're having. So basically just like, remember me. Yeah. Don't Which th- does not have the word pants in it at all, but I'll, I'll, I'll let that one slide. Yeah, we'll allow it. Yeah. Um, number eight, you must pass the pants along to your sisters according to the specifications set down by the sisterhood. Failure to comply will result in a severe spanking upon our reunion. <laughs> Severe. <laughs> yes. That one was not in the movie, and I wonder why. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, number nine, equally as important, you must never wear the pants with a tucked-in shirt and belt. Yes. See rule number yes. two. Which also, th- in 2001, maybe that was the thing. But, mm-hmm. I mean, wearing a double-cuffed pair of jeans with a nice shirt and a belt, very fashionable. Totally in. Yeah, And then, of course, pants equals love. Love your pals, love yourself. But if we're going by that logic, that pants equal love, it would also be pants your pals and pants yourself, which I <laughs> yeah. think which I think could work. It could. It <laughs> honestly still works. And then you say, this is love. This is love, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's the structure of the pants. Um, I will say it is uh, very funny because when this movie came out, um, I feel like the conversation of like body positivity hadn't really come into the forefront. Mm-hmm. Um, and so Carmen, um, played by America Farrow, was kind of fuel, um, fueling this narrative with her character. Because mm-hmm. America Ferrera, um obviously had been in um, – she played Ugly Betty, which was about like self-image. And she was in that beautiful movie, Real Women Have Curves, which is a mm-hmm. gorgeous performance from her. Um, but she was kind of stereotyped and even in like the Disney Channel original movie, Gotta Kick It Up, which we all love, uh-huh. she was like the big girl. So she was kind of categorized as like the big girl and the whole – one of the plot points in it is that like, oh, she's not going to fit into these jeans because to quote her to Blake Lively, how is a, how, how are pants that fit you going to fit all of this? Which mm-hmm. also – um, America Ferrera is not that big of a girl. Um, no. It's pretty wild, like, 
viewing this back in the day of like what we really thought like a um a larger person was um it's so and it it's it's pretty wild yeah it's interesting as well like watching it back last night as like an adult and like where i am in my life and like that one scene when she's trying on the um bridal dress mm -hmm. and yeah. they're like fawning over the stepsister and they're mm -hmm. like oh this looks so amazing and she comes out and they're like oh my gosh we have to make a whole new one there's not enough fabric but in my brain I was like but she looks way better in yes, that yes dress. like I I think like that is like looks way sexier than like whatever's going on in like just like having it be super straight and like mm -hmm. no curves like no sense of figure like or body at all like mm -hmm. no it was just straight and so it was interesting watching that but it's so true because what at the time when the movie came out I'm sure watching that I would have been like oh my gosh yeah it should be like super big and like have no no curvature or anything yeah to it. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, even like those rules of like the double cuff and the no belt. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Did things change from two thousand one? Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Truly. Um, so what are like some of your favorite scenes from, from this movie? Or is there like a storyline that you like resonate with like most or that you like most? Well, if I was thinking about the storyline I would want to live the most, Ooh, yeah. it would it would be Lena's, of oh, course. Of course. Like, yeah. I'm trying to go to Greece mm. and like fall in love with like a beautiful Greek man and like have a, my Romeo and Juliet moment. Like, of course mm -hmm. that sounds so lovely. Yeah. Um, but even though I'd love that, like their storyline also rewatching it was like frustrating to me. Because <laughs> first of all, Kostas' accent, I couldn't. <laughs> and I, so I had to like Google him and I was like, who, where is this actor from? His name is Michael Michael Rady. He's an American actor. He's in a ton of Christmas movies now. Amazing. <laughs> but it's funny because I definitely thought he was like the sexiest Greek god ever mm -hmm. when I was a kid. But now oh, I was yeah. like, hmm interesting accent yeah. um i will say alexis padel kind of did get the two hotties in the original and in the sequel um the sequel it's literally jesse williams and he's like a nude art model and he's just <laughs> so hot and i'm just like alexis you better work girl yeah <laughs> truly truly yeah <laughs> But it was also really hard for me to not think about Rory the whole time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And seeing just like Rory and... Rory from Gilmore Girls. Yes, Rory from Gilmore Girls. She left her mom, Lorelai, to go to Greece. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, yeah, like Alexis didn't really... 
I mean, this is kind of what we did with actresses back in the day, right? Is we pigeonholed them into like a specific mm-hmm. type. Um, like not like the only really step out role for Alexis Bedell was like recently in like Handmaid's Tale, Handmaid's Tale. which yes. is like she excelled in she won an emmy for that but it was Mm -hmm. like the first time we allowed her to like actually show range um because yeah she was typecast as this like young hollywood girl next door type and that's that that's Mm -hmm. all she got Mm -hmm. yeah that's so true that's so true and she did crush it in handmaid's tale oh my god amazing amazing Mm -hmm. um i think my favorite i mean I, I love Carmen's story. I'm obsessed with America yeah. Ferrera and how she mm-hmm. tells how she tells that story. Um, I'm also obsessed with the imagery of when she runs away from the bridal, um, the bridal fitting because she's frustrated, she's embarrassed, she's mm-hmm. angry, um, mm-hmm. and she's ca- I believe she called Tibby and was like, "Oh, my dad's probably out looking for me. I'll just like." wait on the stoop um because they're mm-hmm. probably wondering where i am because it's like nighttime now right. so she's sitting on the stoop um in front of the house waiting for her parents or waiting for her dad and the family to get home but she hears them having dinner laughing and having dinner she goes around mm-hmm. to the back looks through the window and sees them like happily enjoying dinner without her like not worrying about where she is so she takes a rock and she throws it at like the window door it cracks mm-hmm. there's like this moment of silence and then in the cracks of the window you just see america ferrera emoting this anger and this disgust and then she runs mm-hmm. away and mm-hmm. that that moment has stuck with me like into my adulthood of like we've yeah. all had that moment that we've wanted to do that 100%. um and i'm like carmen i'm with you 100 percent. i love yeah. you so much um feel those feelings girl um, and yes. I remember being, being so mad with her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, that's so true. Even like watching it again, like I was just bawling. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. so good. Totally. Um, so we talked about like Alexis. Um, uh, we briefly talked about America Ferreira. Um, yeah. So Blake Lively, this really was her first role, um, which is kind of an amazing first role to have because what the movie does is it really set up her character to be like the it girl. So kind of Mm -hmm. everyone watching is like, Oh, Blake Lively's the it girl. Um, Mm -hmm. And then like not long after sister, the dropping pants is when she was cast in gossip girl as like the it girl again with long Mm -hmm. flowing blonde hair, like slow motion shots, like this fashion girl. Um, and oh, it's just so fun to see see like the beginning of such a star in this like really lovely movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't realize that was like her becoming because mm-hmm. I you feel like I mean you hear the name Blake Lively all the time. You see her yeah, everywhere. Yeah. She's gorgeous. She's a goddess. And then so when like looking it up, I was like, oh my gosh, this this was it. This was like the movie that like she got like started in and that that's pretty amazing yeah yeah and it's pretty crazy because like with the sequel um 
Blake Lively's fame, I feel like, rose above everyone else's. Like, Alexis mm-hmm. Bedell hadn't done anything. America Ferrera hadn't really done much. Amber mm-hmm. Tamblyn was kind of doing her own thing. But Blake Lively just really rose to the top there. And I mm-hmm. I believe that probably a big reason why um, – I was about to say Sister Act 2, but that's my other favorite movie. Sister, Sister of the Traveling Pants 2 um, did well was because Blake Lively had garnered all these new fans from Gossip Girl. And they had all went went to see her. I think my my favorite moment of her in the movie is the water moment, where you know she pours the water on her head. Yes. And I think like as a kid, you know, like being similar age when it came out and watching it, it's like I wish I had that confidence, you <laughs> mm-hmm. know, and was just like I know what I want, so I'm gonna get what I want, and mm-hmm. just like flip my hair, throw water on my face, and yes. just, you know own it and uh yeah i think like i in my brain you know when i'm like needing to amp myself up i just think of that moment mm-hmm. and just like you know have the pep talk of like pep pep talk of saying like just throw some water on your face and like yeah but that but then at the end it's like we all realize that it's really just her kind of putting up a wall until she can like yes. truly unpack her emotions which like oh we love the layers in this coming of age movie <laughs> exactly i think that's why the movie is so great because you think it's gonna be super surface like corny whatever mm-hmm. about four friends but like it is so layered and it is so deep and when she has that moment i think she's talking to him on the beach mm-hmm. his name the guy and she says something like you know i feel like what i'm really running away from like keeps coming up to like catching up with me mm-hmm. and that's what I need to face and that's what I'm wanting or you know replacing this like motherly love with this like boyfriend love or hope mm-hmm. trying to stay happy long enough so that like you don't feel the grief of like not having your mother around mm-hmm. that's just like so deep and so like gosh you know like to even just to be able to realize that at at 16 or 15 is pretty incredible yeah yeah it's like you you kind of forget that these girls are supposed to be like in like the beginning stages of high school because who yeah. are they going through it and i guess maybe yeah. that's also why it resonated because like when we were in high school i know i thought everything that i was going through was like an exclamation point in my life like it was like mm-hmm. do or die and so i guess mm-hmm. maybe maybe that's why we resonated with it we're like yes our struggles are so real mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. and then um and then there's amber tamblin which i don't really know much about her career i truly only know her from this movie um but she, i feel like she um her storyline carried a lot of the like true emotional sad elements because of um her newfound friend dealing with Mm -hmm. leukemia Mm -hmm. um but i um i haven't really seen her in a lot the only thing i did see her in uh, which is a terrible series is called why the last man have you heard about this movie this show Mm -hmm. so it's a great premise that i'm obsessed with where it's um it's like an fx series where all the men in the world die at the same time. And so it's all, yes, I think I did. And and <laughs> it's, um, so all the women have to, have to run the world. Great. Amazing. You know, I'm hooked in a hundred percent. There's <laughs> yeah. Diane Lane, Amber Tamblyn. There's like all these amazing actresses. 
But where they miss the mark in this show is that the whole story revolves around the one guy that survives. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, that's not what I want to see. I don't care yeah. about the one guy. I want to see <laughs> these women dominating the world and dealing with like the fact that there's no men in leaders. Uh, there wasn't any women in leadership or like right. um, what it means to like build each other up and tear each other down. Like that's mm-hmm. what I wanted to see. I don't care about the one surviving <laughs> man. <laughs> In, in an all-woman's world, he's I surviving. <laughs> I know. It's wild to me. Wild. Um, but all to say, Amber Tamblyn is in that, and she plays, like, um, a very conservative politician, um, kind of like um, a Fox News uh, po- like pundit in that. And so that's fun to see her do that. But those yeah. are the only two things I've seen her in. Yeah. I I looked her up, and it did seem like a lot of scary movies and i'm not like a huge scary movie person Mm -hmm. so yeah yes yeah but you know i liked her storyline as well because Mm -hmm. i think like everyone had this like pretty like big backstory or you know they were like the story was seemed larger and with her it almost seemed like her whole story was just bailey's story Mm -hmm. but i think like their whole thing with them is that she's doing this documentary about like ordinary boring life and Bailey is kind of showing her like there's beauty in ordinary and like Mm -hmm. you know like these people's lives are like beautiful and I think like in a way Amber's life is like the ordinary one like you know her mom she has like her siblings and she's just working and she stayed home like there's nothing like so exciting but there really is you know like it's like that not that like anything big happened but it is like this storyline of that there is beauty and just ordinary life and like there are so many different stories that exist around us and i think in a way that's kind of cool too yeah oh my god you're gonna make me cry laurel i love this movie so much (laughs) (laughs) it's so good it's so good it's so good um because it it also just like brings me so back to that time of just like Ugh, just like all, all of my hormones happening at once and then seeing these mm-hmm. things on screen and me wanting to be these girls and I know I would never be these girls but I could mm-hmm. like oh I want my summer dreams to be like that oh so good so yeah good so good um yeah and then so the movie kind of ends um with them all coming home for the summer from the summer and Bridget is in um, a very dark place because she – it's alluded to that she, like, lost her virginity um, and then is, like, dealing with what that means and really coming to terms with um, that uh, her mother is no longer with us because um, mm-hmm. she doesn't have the woman to talk to about that. And this is all uh, because um, she wrote a letter to – I believe she wrote a letter to Tibby, or she wrote a letter. She wrote a letter to whoever she was giving to, the pants to. To Lena. To Lena, Lena and Greece. And then Lena called everyone and was like, "SOS." Yeah, get Bridget. Your... Bridget needs us. Yeah. Yeah, and so um, they bring um, Brid- Bridget's like in bed, sad. The girls like descend on her with the pants. And are like, mm-hmm. the power of the pants will help you. Mm-hmm. Which is essentially saying, like, we're here. We're all here for you. Mm-hmm. And, oh, uh, it's just so lovely. 
It's amazing, but I'm curious because like I personally didn't catch that it was like the the virginity thing. I thought it was like all about like her mother and because her mom it was alluded she like had a lot of mental illness and ended up committing mm-hmm. suicide and like took her own life and like she was like really sad about that and then was saying like I feel like abandoned or like am I going to be like that? Will I like have problems? Yeah, maybe I'm like reading into it. I don't. I don't know. I I got the vibe that um, because the last thing we kind of see before she goes into this thing is like them like really like kissing in the night and like she right. she does this and I, I always interpreted it as that she has this momentous occasion, um, mm-hmm. and she got she got what she wanted. But and it was still not. Yes, it didn't like yes. fill her emotionally mm-hmm. uh, because she still has that block there of not knowing right. who she is. That that was yeah. my that my take on it. No, you're right. I think that's right. Like it was like this realization of like even getting what I like spent my whole summer chasing after is not filling this like void that mm-hmm. like I'm wanting so badly to fill. Yeah, and I will say Blake Lively gives great great crying. Great, mm-hmm. great, mm-hmm. quiet crying. Great, yeah. great still moments. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I could talk endlessly, and I do talk endlessly <laughs> to everyone I know about Blake Lively. Um, but oh my god, she, it's like a fantastic first performance from her. I honestly, and you know, don't be mad at me, but I didn't realize <laughs> that she wasn't that she was also in Age of Adeline. And when I found that out, I was like, of course she is. <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah laurel you know i i think that was that probably was one of the one things first things i talked to you about was age of adeline and how i'm obsessed yeah. with that movie mm-hmm, um mm-hmm. it th- that was the first thing i talked about with lewis who um mm-hmm. was on a podcast earlier i believe mm-hmm. augustine who was on a podcast earlier that was the first thing i talked to him about obsessed with age of adeline obsessed with blake lively and i i will get around to doing a whole episode on that and her because i need to mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, um, I think you have to. So the movie wraps up. It's a it's a big, nice bow on the end. Carmen ends up reconciling with her father. There's this beautiful wedding. Costas and Lena can be together. We pay this beautiful tribute to Bailey. Um, Blake Lively is uh, brought up by her sisterhood. Amazing. Then there's a sequel. Um, Sister of the Traveling Pants 2, um, mm-hmm. which is also great, um, but it doesn't carry the n- same nostalgia for me that the first one did. Um, and we don't have to go in like too deep about it, but I will give you like what the general synopsis of like each girl is. So yet again, they're going away for the summer. It's like the next summer. And um, they're doing the pants again. Doing the pants. Always doing the pants. So Lena yeah. is at an art program, like a summer art program at RISD, Rhode Island School of Design, where I went to school. Um, and then she falls in love with figure model Jesse Williams, because how could you not? Um, of course. Beautiful, beautiful. It is weird that he is probably much older than her, but we don't really talk about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Carmen is at like a summer theater workshop, um, mm-hmm. and she's like, oh, I'm going to like do the, do like the tech side, the creative side. And then she ends up becoming like a star actress. And like, mm-hmm. that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um Bridget, played by Bake Lively, is at, of course, a summer archaeology program. Um, <laughs> she's like digging in the sand for bones and stuff. 
but she leaves the program to reunite with her grandmother, played by Blythe Danner, uh, Gwyneth Paltrow's mother. And she learns about her mother and um, like all the struggles she went to, the mental health issues, and it kind of comes a conversation about that. Great, great. And then um, Tibby is in New York um, doing like a screenwriting program at NYU, uh, but she has a pregnancy scare with her boyfriend, and then mm-hmm. that becomes a whole thing. Um, so that happens. They're all intertwined. Great storylines. Watch it. I, I recommend it. But how it mm-hmm. ends is um, Lena's sister ends up dating Tibby's uh, boyfriend, um, which is messy, messy. Um, mm-hmm. But th- they they break up, and Lena's sister is heartbroken about it. So she takes the pants. She's not in the sister, but she takes the pants because she wants the magic, um, and goes to Greece. She just ha- casually goes to Greece. Um, <laughs> Finds Kronos. Uh, fi- well, she actually loses the pants in Greece, and this is a whole thing. So she calls mm. Lena and says, "Lena, I'm so sorry. I lost the pants in Greece." So all of the girls uproot their whole lives. Um, go to Greece to try to like find these pants, realize they can't find the pants, but they realize at the end of the day, it's just about their friendship and their sisterhood. The Mm -hmm. pants, the pants were nice. The pants were a symbol of that, but they still have each other. And then they jump off a rock together into the water for fun. Yeah. For fun. Oh yes. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Not not in any dark, dark way. (laughs) There's no pants packed here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's um sisters charming pants too it's a very very good movie but the first one kind of reigns supreme and i know yeah. that like they always get asked if there's going to be a third one i would love there to be a third one it would be an expensive movie to make with like blake lively yeah. being an a-list star and Alex Padel right. now having an emmy and america ferrera doing her thing right. um it would take a lot of money but who i wish it, they would I, I think they should. Did mm-hmm. you read all four books? I read the first book and then half of the second book. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm curious which books the like second one is based Yeah, on. apparently it's like a, an amalgamation of all three of the the later books. Uh, um, so if, if there was a sequel, it could be potentially a whole new story. Yeah, my yeah. I think if they were to do it, I think they would go with like, it's like twenty years later. I think they would like full mm-hmm. on be like, we're all mothers now, or we're all like doing our own thing. Yeah. And how do we? And they probably grew apart. And how do they come yeah. back together? My guess is it's Ooh. that storyline. Yeah, it's like one of them maybe like they go on, one of them goes on a family vacation to Greece. And is in a thrift store and their daughter or something tries <gasps> on the pants. And then their mom is like, oh, where'd you find those pants? And then like she tries them on and they fit her too. Or maybe they don't fit because now it's like this, the traveling, the pants are now the next generation. But let's say they fit. And then they're like, she like has this moment where she realizes how disconnected she is with her sisterhood. <gasps> and then... She like goes on this journey with her daughter to like find her sisterhood, but also there's like a storyline happening at the same time where her daughter is learning about sisterhood and it's like creating the next generation. Laurel Balkanoff, <laughs> that is a perfect storyline 
Oh my god. Let's 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 get that going. Let's sell that to yeah. some studio. Let's Oh my god, Laurel, that is perfect. I have chill I have chills right now. Um yeah. I would watch the hell out of that. I would as well. Oh, Laurel, that's fantastic. We got to email Blake Lively. I mean, I'll, I'll call her. I don't have her email, yeah. but of okay. course I have her number. Yeah, shoot her a text. I'll shoot her a text. A little SMS. <laughs> Um, all right. So, Laurel, that is a fantastic um, pitch. And while your creative brain is going, would you want to play a little bit of a game? Yes. Okay. So, this game is called Fancy Pantsy, which I'm very proud of. Fancy Pantsy. <laughs> um, so, um, what I'm going to ask is that you pick three different famous people, important people, historical figures, dead or alive – um to to have a sisterhood of the traveling pants with like you all go away for a summer and you're communicating the whole summer and you're passing it back and forth. who would you want to do it with and like where do you think they would go like what would the storyline be oh so they're not fitting into the stories that we know already Ooh, we could do that like, we could do that like, like what one person goes to greece one person works at a convenience store well, when I was like preparing nervously, because as you know, <laughs> I'm very bad with knowing famous people or names. Uh, I could only think of two famous people. <laughs> and one was, <laughs> one was Jennifer Coolidge because oh. I just watched White Lotus. Uh-huh. And, the way, and, I, and once she would be so much fun, if yeah. she could have her own storyline, then amazing. Yeah. Yeah. But when I was trying to think like which storyline would she be, I picked Lena. It was like, okay, yeah, she would be full on White Lotus. Lotus. Yeah, go to Greece. Yeah. Jennifer Coolidge in Greece. Yeah. And then my second one was Meryl Streep. And I was like, she would be Bridget. Ooh, she'd go to think. soccer camp. Yes. And then I couldn't, I could I just couldn't think of a, a third famous person. <laughs> Is there like a historical figure that like you would bring back from the dead to either um spend time in a in a convenience store or spend time with well what would you want to do would you would you want to you would just want to be with your family yeah i would just you know like my family my cats um yeah you know doing you know taking a few naps eating oh, some food perfect okay so then who are yeah. we sticking in a, in a convenience store um i don't know <laughs> i could see like um like who's someone like that we like really want to see like a slice of life with? Maybe like um Brienne of Tarth. Who? Who what's the actress's name for who's Brienne of Tarth? Brienne of Tarth? <laughs> I don't know what I, from Game of Thrones. Oh, I don't watch Game of Thrones. Um, Gwendolyn Christie. Gwendolyn Christie. Okay. <laughs> I have no idea who they are. I don't watch Game of Thrones, but okay. Uh, Laurel, I will I I'm happy that I'm proud that you were able to find three famous people. That is very <laughs> impressive. <laughs> I think that I would do if I could pick three three like famousy people to do the sisterhood with. So it'd be me. I have to I have to go with Blake Lively. Like not Blake Lively as Bridget, just like Blake Lively as Blake Lively. Yeah. Um I want like Michelle Obama. Yep. And then I want like Ooh, I want someone like um like the Dalai Lama or something. Like so, someone in like a totally different realm of like space yeah. and like in right. a different mindset. 
Because the letters would be like, today I breathed in the soul of myself. Mm -hmm. And I would be like, yes, yes, documented on the pants. (laughs) Did you put it on the left leg, like I said? (laughs) Like the rules say? (laughs) Oh, that's good. Okay, so then you would – what would you document on the pants? What do you think would be your summer high moment? Okay, so – Make sure I'm right. Left is experience. Right is location. Let me double check here. Left is place. Left is where. Right is what. Right is what. Left. I am in Peru. Ooh. (laughs) Love that. And, And right is I, you know, was on, I thought that I was in a town, but I ended up hiking and it got like lost with the llamas. <gasps> and and there was like a, a really like a kind of like a caveman-esque man there. Um, and, <laughs> and I saw him and we went on this like epic adventure together with like <gasps> the most beautiful scenery. And mm-hmm. suddenly like, you know, just like no sense of like a world existing outside our world, oh. just hiking and being in the, in the wilderness. Laurel, you should be a screenwriter. Laurel, <laughs> these are all like commercially super viable <laughs> ideas for movies. <laughs> Maybe I'll get picked up from this podcast. Oh my God. Let's get these in the hands of the right people. Yeah, a Machu Picchu adventure for Laurel where you find love among llamas? Come on. <laughs> Laurel's llama adventure. <laughs> the Dalai Lama adventure. Yes. yes. I yes. fall in love with Dalai Lama. <laughs> <laughs> no, you fall in love with this, this, this handsome wilderness man, but then you're in the sisterhood oh, with the Dalai Lama and he's right. like, he's like, Laurel. The world is your fall in love. Follow the llama. Love the Dalai Lama. And then document on the pants, girl. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that storyline. I think um, that I, th- I think your sisterhood and my sisterhood should join and become co-sisterhoods. Yeah, I, I agree. Because I would definitely want Michelle Obama in there. Mm-hmm. Meryl Streep, I think, still is in there with me. You're yeah. in there with me, of course. Blake Lively's already done the like, pants. She knows how it works. She can, like, lead the way. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. Fabulous. Amazing. Amazing. I have a question for you. Yeah, go for it. If a character mm-hmm. could be your moon, sun, or rising sign, which one would be which <gasps> and why? What a fantastic – okay, so <laughs> Ra- Moon – well, they have different personalities, right? Moon is like yeah. what you present. No, so Moon's your emotions. Moon is emotions. Rising is what you present. Rising is what I present. And Sun is like, you know, like your birth sign. It's like who you, you're, who you are. Okay, so emotionally, emotionally I can get pretty – Tibby, I feel. I feel mm-hmm. like I exude Bridget energy, positive, confident, it wind in the hair. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe mm, let's say no. My I'm mostly I'm Lena. I feel like I'm actually okay. a little bit shy. I love to draw. I love that's kind of where I get mm-hmm. my expressiveness out when I'm like by mm-hmm. myself. 
Um, I also love Gilmore Girls. Um, and <laughs> then out. So what's that? That's my moon. And then mm-hmm. my son is Bridget because Blake Lively is the son in my life. Right. And then I maybe I'm a car. And then I think my um my like my true sign is I'm a Carmen. I, I think yeah. I think that kind of sums everything up. What about you? I like that. So I put that I think my moon is a Tibby as well, especially mm-hmm. like that scene when um Carmen comes back and she's like venting about the experience with her dad mm-hmm. and she's really upset. And like Tibby's having a hard time like validating Carmen's emotions because she's thinking about like Bailey having cancer and she's like, there are worse things in life. And I think mm-hmm. I can sometimes like do that where like I can think of the worst of the worst and I'm like, gosh, like people are dying and like my problem with my car car or something is just like not a big deal. Mm-hmm. So I think I can like be like, you know, like that. Yep. Yep. So that's my moon. And then my rising, I only say this because like my true rising is a Leo and apparently, you know, like Leos are like super confident. Mm-hmm. So I don't identify it like that. I find myself to be like shy and awkward, but I'm going to say that my rising is Bridget because she like comes across super confident. So I'm like, me mm-hmm. too. I, again, am going to pour water on my head. Aspirational. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then who I am. So this was hard for me. It's also like Carmen or Lena because mm-hmm. I think like, Carmen, I like totally understand like we're saying when she like threw that rock at the glass and like I can get like, you know, just like want to scream sometimes. But then I think like maybe Lena because she's like shy and a little bit more introverted. So Oh, I love what a fantastic person. Laurel, you should have your own podcast and do all <laughs> of these things. You're very creative with these ideas. Um, that is a fan that's a fantastic kind of like the new Myers Briggs test of yeah. what's what's your astrological sign, sisterhood of the pants edition. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ugh. Oh my gosh. We should create a new personality test yes. where you go on, you take like a bunch of questions like the Myers you answer a bunch of questions mm-hmm. like the Myers Briggs one, and then yeah, you get you get a a character. Well, we have to do it before BuzzFeed does. Exactly, I was just gonna say, doesn't that already exist? <laughs> yeah, but this BuzzFeed? is this is there's more layers to this one. There's the, layers. There, there's yeah. layers because you're getting a, a moon, a sun, and a rising here. It's not just right, who right, you are. right. Yeah, yeah. Right, we yeah, we we yeah. care deeply about which girl is which aspect of your personality. Ugh. Exactly. Yeah. And just like the movie, there's layers. There's layers. There's layers. And they fit all of us. Um, mm-hmm. Amazing. So, Laurel, we are wrapping up this little potty cast. Um, but I do have a weekly segment where I ask my guests what they're obsessed with in a segment called Guest Obsessed. So, Laurel, what have you been obsessed with recently? Okay. So, recently, I've been obsessed with this show on HBO. It's called For the Love of Kitchens. And it's all about like kitchen design. And there's this company called Duval, which I guess they have a showroom in New York. I didn't know, but it's all in England and all over the UK. And they have they have like this in-house most amazing design company. And they design these beautiful kitchens and they have like in-house 
ceramicists, in-house metal workers and carpenters, and they all build the furniture in-house. And it's brought me a lot of inspiration recently. And it's also Uh like super soothing to watch. Mm -hmm. So I recommend it. Oh, yeah, that feels like the perfect, like in the vein of Great British Bake Off, where I can put it on and relax, exactly. maybe take a nap, wake up, mm-hmm. and just, mm-hmm. I, I, it's just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. I'm into that. I, I need to watch that because I just recorded the podcast with Gus about interior design, and that got me all, mm-hmm. all inspired to, to do yeah. something. I, I can't wait to listen to that one. Ugh, so fun. Um, mm-hmm. So, Laurel, um, we are wrapping up and I do want to thank you so much for coming on. You are a light of my life and mm-hmm. I'm so obsessed with all of your amazing ideas for <laughs> movies that we will talk about. And obviously you are a big part of my sisterhood. Um, and so I will send over some pants immediately um, so we can document our lives together. Um, but Perfect. before we go, do you have any like social media or anything you want to like promote or get out there into the world? Follow my cat Instagram. (laughs) It's a great cat Instagram. (laughs) It is Milo underscore Benji with an I underscore Mm -hmm. Balk, B-A-L-C. So if you're just looking for some cat content, uh, feel free to give it a follow. I've been getting into reels, so it's a good time over there. Oh yeah, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put that in the description. Um, they are adorable <laughs> cats. Um, I have um, I I refer to Milo as Cat Loaf. Um, he looks like a turkey um, when when he sits down. It's so cute. Um, yes, I recommend everyone give give it a nice a nice little follow. That's so fun. Um, and mm-hmm. I do just want to remind anyone listening to this podcast that you can follow us on Instagram and TikTok at omdqpod. That's omdqpod, and let us know in the comments what you're obsessed with. And also feel free to like leave us a rating on anywhere you get your podcasts um, and a little review because it really helps us out. Um, but I, I love you, Laurel, so much. Thank you so much for coming on. I love you, Adam. I love you. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Bye.